Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Explorers. Thanks for tuning in to Eat, Drink, Explore podcast. My name's Day. And I'm Phil. We are foodies on a mission. Our goal is to help you expand your culinary knowledge. Join us on our journey of cuisine awareness. We release episodes every Wednesday and have bonus content available on our Patreon. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please take a moment and visit our Patreon page. Patreon members receive discounts on our merch, discounted tickets to our monthly supper clubs, and bonus podcast content. Please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now let's get started. Phil and I talked to Spencer and Logan Mahoney. They share with us what their roles are at Atomic Coffee Roasters, and they even give us a little insight into the last couple months working during a pandemic. Right now, we're still recording our podcast remotely, and we actually recorded this episode with Spencer and Logan via Zoom just to respect social distancing. Around the back half of this episode, our Wi-Fi actually completely crashed on us. Um, So you are going to hear a little change in the sound quality as you listen to this episode, but bear with us. Stay till the end for some tips Logan and Spencer have for us on how to keep your passion for coffee brewing. So I'm Logan Mahoney. Um, I am in charge of sales here at Atomic. I'm Spencer Mahoney. Logan and I are brothers. Uh, uh, this is a family business. Atomic was started by our two uncles uh, over 20 years ago, um, originally as a cafe and then multiple cafes. And then we started roasting coffee um, and wholesaling coffee to other cafes and restaurants. Uh, and then our uncle uh, John really got into cold brew very early on before it was seen in Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. Um, and uh really pushed that um the beginning of the trend and uh so we got into uh doing cold brew uh you know in kegs for our cafe as well as for um you know other accounts that we're already serving hot coffee to um and then offices and now we um do cold brew in cans as well um so yeah definitely different facets of the business um and very much a family business yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this it was started by your uncles in like the nineties, right? Ninety-six. Right. Ninety-six. Okay. Yeah. And when you guys first started off, I think the first location was on the same street as the as Atomic right now in Beverly on Cabot Street. Yeah, right like, across the street. Across the street. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have been like right in Beverly since the beginning, basically. That's insane. Right. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you guys? Do you guys live in Beverly? Or are you guys from Beverly? I actually just moved to Beverly. Nice. Yeah. 
easier commute, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. I work. I work in Salem, so I, I didn't say I'm the uh, general manager of the roastery for Atomic. We're on. We're on Mason Street. Um, basically, if you like, kind of on your way to Peabody, if you went over the overpass with the courthouse on your right, you take the next left. Okay. Yep. Know exactly what you're talking about. We yep. used to go to White Wolf, and Phil's parents actually live on yep. next to White Wolf. Yep. Uh, yeah <laughs> that's awesome um so 96 that's like that's that's a long time ago they've you guys have kind sure. of been making it for a while uh something that really intrigued me was you mentioned the cold brew that your uncle started doing there was he was it kind of just exclusive for a few people who knew about it when it first started or was it something that he was actually selling on the north yeah. yeah so he um he wanted to create kind of a draft experience similar to that of beer um for his cafe uh especially when they moved across the street to the larger location that they're in now mm -hmm. um, he just wanted to create more of a theatrical experience for the customer yeah um, so that was his reasoning just to you know start doing things on a larger scale um and in terms of like selling it it was more before you know we built out this facility in danvers it was more just as spencer said local accounts um, that either knew John and uh, my uncle Andrew personally, um, or just kind of word of mouth. It was all pretty much like organic. Wow. Okay. I feel like that's how all the best stuff starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. People start kind of like whispering and talking about it and they want to be a part of it because it's kind of exclusive and everyone kind of just catches on. So like when did you guys stop moving into wholesale with the cold brew? Because I've worked for a couple places that have sold your product and I work for one now. Um, so when do you guys kind of start getting into that aspect of the business? Um, we built this place out in 2018, Danvers. And that was when, um, obviously, when COVID is over, we'll, we're happy to have you guys in here and check this place out. Um, didn't build out the facility just for us to hang out here and go through. But, By yourself. Um, 20, 2018 was definitely when we started really pushing it. Um, you know, providing keg raters for customers, um, going into offices, uh, a lot of different avenues of business. So that was when we really, you know, that's my main job, um, working with offices um, and, you know, different distributors. So that's when we really started doing that. Okay. So you mentioned COVID. So obviously a lot of things changed, um, especially during quarantine, but I'm sure because you guys have the distribution, you were still kind of moving. I'm, how, what did that look like? That's really interesting. Like we are extremely fortunate that we have a lot of different channels that we sell things in. And so um, the first week was really strange. I mean, I guess the whole thing has been strange, but the first week, uh, you know, we didn't know what to make of it. Um, and we started seeing some of our selling channels like really go down and other ones basically go up. Sure. Uh, the, the, yeah. And the moral of the story is that people need coffee. They just were getting it in different ways. Um, <laughs> so like, obviously nobody was going to the office. Uh, we supply uh, cold brew for some like local schools like Endicott. Um, and uh, so obviously schools aren't in session anymore. So there are things like that, that, were almost non-existent, uh, but then like, you know, coffee sales through our website were unheard of compared to, uh, you know, a, a normal month. Uh, grocery stores like Whole Foods and um, Stop and Shop and things like that and Crosby's were like way up. So yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's like it, it, it didn't quite, we didn't quite equal what we would have not 
uh, if COVID had not hit, but it was great that we are so diversified because we didn't take a serious hit like a lot of other uh, companies that are our competitors in some of those channels. So we talked to a lot of restaurants and it was interesting to hear them talk about like their wait staff going from serving people in the restaurants to turning into like uh, in-person wait staff, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're actually doing the delivery. Did roles and dynamics change at all? Um, like, sorry, that's our son thing. in the background. <laughs> did, the, did the dynamics change at all for you guys? Like, especially for your staff, did they turn into something other than what they were doing before? Um, I would say for his team in yeah. Salem, probably not yeah. as much as like me, for instance, going from I'm going to offices in Boston and having meetings with um, you know, companies that are doing build outs and things like that. So that for me went from I'm doing a lot of meetings to okay, what do I do now? Um, so we kind of met as a team when it first started, um, and just said, basically, we just need to fight, claw, scratch, however, you know, we need to do this, we need to do this. So um, I kind of pivoted and focused more on whatever I could do and the things I could control. So I'd say the sales team was definitely, um, you know, just trying to pitch in wherever we could. Uh, but, you know, supporting Crosby's and um, like, for instance, we'll use Crosby's. Um, we, we've worked with them. My father's owned other businesses. We've worked with them for probably 30 years. Um, and, you know, we would just I would just stop into Salem uh, Manchester, different Crosby's. And if they had holes on the shelf, I would let our guys know. And we would, you know, they were so busy. They were just like, just fill it. Like just get us coffee and just you guys stock it and bill us. That's so awesome. that became a really good, you know, uh, building rapport with them. So that's really great. That's awesome. And I mean, where, where else would that have opportunity have come from? And as people who like manage different teams, I'm sure for people who are on your teams really appreciated you guys really hustling, buckle down, like scrapping as much as you could because their livelihoods were also kind of on, on, you know, on the spot too, depending on how you guys worked that. So, I mean, I, I don't work for you guys, but I appreciate the hustle. Yeah. Because I know what it's like to be an employee and really look up to um, your managers for sure. That's, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so would you say like coming, I mean, we're not out of this COVID, but like yeah. no, right back in it, I would say with a lot of states, but do you feel like this has given you a new perspective on either business opportunities or the way to do business and like maybe changing how you do things in the future? Pre COVID, we were going in a lot of different directions and we didn't, uh, not necessarily know why, but like there wasn't as much thought to now looking back on it. It was like, we were really lucky that we were making all the decisions that we were because um, it put us in a great uh, spot right now. And, mm -hmm. and we're really going to try to build off that. But I think one, one example was um, we uh, started off um, canning our cold brew kind of like most uh, craft beer uh, companies would where they have a mobile canning company come and we do the brew and then, the canning company throws it into cans and then they leave. And then the next time we need canning, they come back. Um, and we went from that to actually buying our own canning line. Um, and I don't, I didn't, I don't think before COVID we were really pushing enough product through that as we probably would have wanted. And we really, since we have a small sales team, but a lot of channels that we're selling to, um, we don't, we never had somebody specifically focused on like, going to supermarkets, trying to push nitro cans in all of these different places. Um, but all of a sudden when offices kind of went away, 
we have this production facility that's built for cold brew and we're not selling enough cold brew. So our team really like put our heads together, figured out how we can ship cold brew in the mail because we do it the right way and you have to keep it cold versus cold brewing and then pasteurizing, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but that, that adds shipping challenges, right? Where you have to keep something cold. So we weren't shipping cold brew through our website before COVID. Uh, and then we just like buckled down, figured it out. That has been one of our highest selling items on our website since COVID. Uh, and now we just have like a ton of momentum of, of nitro cans and cold brew cans, um, both through our website, through some different grocery channels we didn't have before, as well as a lot of like distributors that have turned to home delivery since they had to pivot, you know, like, uh, uh, distributors like JW Lopes. like JW Lopes that would normally just be going to restaurants that all of a sudden they don't have as many customers. So they need to go straight to, um, you know, to consumers at their home and getting onboarded with companies like that has given us a new channel. Have you guys done um, like co collaborations with any breweries or anything like that? Or have you had your, yeah. your coffee and beer? Yeah. So um, we've done two, I think. We did um, small, definitely smaller. We did something with Channel Marker. Um, I think they did a small porter with us. Uh, that was what last like in the fall, I think. Um, and then we have a really good relationship with Mighty Squirrel down in Waltham. Okay. Um, I'm a Bentley guy, so um, I kind of wish they opened that tap room a year before because uh, I graduated and then they opened. Um, just spent a lot of time there, but um, we have a full cafe. Um, we help them build out a cafe down there um, and they serve um, espresso-based beverages, cold brew on tap. Um, so they have, uh, what do they call it? Velvet Moon um, is their beer, and that is the their number two behind Cloud Candy on Untapped app for them. Wow. Highest rated, so pretty cool. Same. And that's what our cold brew concentrate. That's really cool. Nice. Okay, we'll have to go try that. Phil's yeah. not Phil's not the largest coffee drinker. I'm trying. I'm getting him on the bandwagon. That's We're, <laughs> I'm getting him on it a little bit. We're trying to ease his way in there. Um, but my whole family drinks coffee, and um, definitely not a coffee expert. But we we love our coffee, so I have to try that one. I know that people listening to this podcast are going to want to hear more about your coffee and what you guys have planned coming up. If there's any stuff that we should be looking out for, do you guys have anything in the like? In the works. Yeah, in the works right now. That's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we've, um, with so much growth on our website too, it's been exciting because, um, we have been able to see like what people are really like interested in and what people have been buying more of and buying less of. So, um, I really just switched into the role, um, probably two months ago of like figuring out what the next copies we're going to buy are and release and stuff. So I've been putting together a schedule um, we have, um, kind of similar to, similar to the beer industry where like you have your staple beers and then you have kind of like revolving new things that keep people coming back to the tap room, uh, keep people interested. Uh, so we have like our staple blends like Rocketeer and Diesel. Uh, and then we have some single origins where, uh, a blend is a, a couple of different coffees, um, roasted together, uh, versus a single origin is like one type of coffee from one farm in a certain place. Um, and so we have some single origins that we keep um, 
all the time. Uh, and then the rotating stuff is mostly single origin. So when we were saying that he's drinking a, a flash chilled uh, Guji right now, that's like a rotating single origin that we have right now. It's a natural coffee from Guji region of Ethiopia. Not to uh, be Goji berries. <laughs> <laughs> might might kind of taste similar. It's definitely, it's definitely berry and, and fruity. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the stuff that is like, uh, obviously fun to me. Um, tr I mean, we all love coffee and, um, I have to keep up with all these beans though. Cause now that you're talking the way you're talking about like the coffee beans, it's a whole, sounds like a whole nother world. Like that could be like a endless. Oh yeah. No, I, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to like glaze over it too, without going down a, a total rabbit hole. Let's because, go down it a little bit. Cause, cause I think yeah. people don't understand cause you're kind of like, you're you're cultivating this interesting. I don't I don't even know how to explain it because I can see it in my head how difficult this must sure. be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it is pretty. It is pretty funny how many people drink coffee and don't know anything about coffee. No. But coffee coffee is technically a seed, not a bean, and it is the seed of a fruit um, that grows in places basically close to the equator. Um, so that's why most coffees that you'll see are. South America, Central America, and Africa. And they do make coffee uh, in Indonesia as well, uh, or kind of like um, Southeast Asia. Um, and it basically, uh, the fruit is picked, and then they have different ways of um, separating the seed from the fruit. And that was what I would refer to as uh, how they processed it. So when he is drinking this natural processed coffee from Ethiopia right now. The difference between that and like a normal, what I would say normal is like a washed processed coffee, which is probably like 90% or more of like the coffee that you know is washed, which is basically like they use water to separate the um, seed from the bean, uh, seed from the fruit. Uh, natural process is like they pick the cherries or the, the fruit from the plant and then they let the cherries dry in the sun with the seed inside the fruit and then they separate them so the result is like um it kind of it ferments a little and the fruit ends up like giving flavors and just to, to, to just finish uh like real quick not even going more down the rabbit hole but like yeah so basically once the seed is taken out of the fruit it gets you know shipped from the country of origin to a warehouse eventually to our roastery and then a coffee roaster is like a big oven for lack of a better word and um, you have some controls over how long the coffee is in the roaster and at what temperatures it's in there and the person that's roasting the coffee and based on what temperatures and how much time and what they do with the airflow on the roaster determines how that coffee will taste in the end. So it's kind of like craft beer where you can use the same ingredients, but different uh, brewers can basically influence uh, the taste to be different in the end based on what style they use for brewing or in this case roasting. Gotcha. So you guys are, you have a whole distributing department um, that goes all over the North Shore. How far out can, can, can somebody actually order your coffee to get delivered? Um, depending on what the product is, uh, in terms of like wholesale, we deliver out to Worcester in our own van. 
Um, that's all, I mean, typically cold stuff, cold brew kegs, hot coffee, etc. Um, and then as far as basically you can ship hot coffee, um, I mean, then we have a, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, we have, uh, are you talking more wholesale or like customers through our website? Well, um, maybe customers through, customers through your website. Uh, customers through our website, I mean, we shipped coffee to Hawaii yesterday, so there's no <laughs> limit in terms of that. Uh, but there, in terms of like colder, since it has to stay cold, um, anybody in the Northeast is like down through New Jersey can order straight through the website. And then uh, we do have like uh, something on there that says like, if you're from another state, reach out and we'll see if we can ship it to you. But that's more so based on just making sure it goes out on a certain day of the week to make sure it gets to you, you know, in a certain amount of days and will stay cold because we can't ship it out on a Thursday and then it sits over the weekend and you get it a week later and the product's expired. Gotcha. Right now, as far as um, stores that you're in, you mentioned Crosby's. Are there any others that we can find you in or is the list way too, way too long? How do we, how do we get that list? Uh, there's no master list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in terms of like, if you're looking like primarily North Shore, mm-hmm. um, we, yeah, we're in, um, we're in Crosby's, we're in Whole Foods, uh, or some like smaller local places. Obviously, the cafe on Cabot Street, Vidalia's in Beverly, Willow Rest in Gloucester, um, Blue Canoe in Marblehead, oh, London wow. Oil in TV. Yeah, we're, yeah, we, we've got a good amount of, uh, customers like basically between, uh, we, we have a, an awesome customer Shoreside in Winthrop. Yeah. So from Boston up to really Gloucester, we have at least, a, yeah, at least a couple accounts in every town. Okay. So if I'm a local business that love to sell, you know, your, um, coffee in shop, do, is it, how do I get in contact with you guys? Just through your website online? Do I have email a certain email address or? Uh, yep, you can email wholesale at atomicgrocery.com, and that uh, gets sent to me, and I basically forward it to Logan or Ellen, who's our wholesale development manager, and is really the, the point of contact between Atomic and, like, uh, cafes and restaurants, and she joined our team the week of COVID. The week of, COVID. Oh <laughs> of course, right? Yeah, we're, it's a weird time to onboard, especially when, like, your primary job is to work with cafes and different things with coffee is there like any frontier so to speak you guys haven't crashed yet as far as like product or product you can make goes if that makes sense like like ways that we are planning or could like innovate in the coffee world yes i guess that's a good way to put it yeah i mean i was i was somewhat worried that that question was gonna go into like a Yeah, can't, can't come to terms with 
in here. Hey, you know, we did just we did just come out with kind of an interesting uh, an interesting product where it is a single serve uh, coffee item, but instead of using a Keurig machine, um, it's basically a tea bag with coffee in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so you so you steep it the same way you do uh, tea, and it's kind of a similar type of a cup of coffee as you'd get as if you're drinking a French press. Okay. Um, and and it's it's really good. So that's what I've been trying to steer people toward. That they're looking for like the convenience. They only want one cup. They don't want uh, to use a, a, a Keurig machine. Um, so yeah. So that was one kind of cool <laughs> innovation we've had lately uh, in terms of like things down the road. I I don't know. This sky's the limit, I guess. But nothing's really on our radar. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> for somebody who is, you know, loves coffee, but trying to explore and learn more, like, what would you say is something that they should have at home, um, to help, like, you know, really explore the coffee world? Is there like a certain grinder or, um, like a steeper or something that they should, something they should always have? Is there a book that they should, you would suggest them reading? I was just going to say, what's the name of the book? Uh, 
time to have a tough one. Sorry, this is a terrible rapid fire answer, but we, we do try a lot of different copies, but there's no like go to that I really go to otherwise. So I'll, I'll throw out um, I'll throw out light copy in New Hampshire as a as a way of uh, just giving a shout out. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right, so you are going to a nice dinner on the North Shore, um, and obviously there's tons of options to choose from, but like first one that comes to mind. Ledger. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a running joke here. I'm, I'm, I'm still single, and Ledger is my favorite date spot. So. <laughs> when you're drinking a cup of coffee. We're roasting. Go for snack food. I love me a a chocolate chip peanut butter perfect bar. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. What? I've never even heard of it. What is that? A perfect bar is a, uh, it's a, it's, it's like a bar, like a clip bar, but it has to stay refrigerated. So at like a Whole Foods, you'd see it like where you find like kombucha okay. and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, pick one of those up, a chocolate chip one. Next time you see it, oh, yeah. you'll, you will not be, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing that. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. All right. Well, you know what? That's all we got, guys. We want to thank you so, 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 so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, we're really excited. Um, <laughs> about this nitro brew that you guys have? Yeah, no, yeah. So we're we're uh, we're shipping our nitro now. So anywhere, uh, anywhere, basically on, on uh, New Jersey or or north, we are shipping Colker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good to know. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you really enjoy listening to our podcast, take a moment and leave a review. Your reviews make it easier for others to find our podcast and other streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you in the next episode. Our intro music was produced by Majid Shana. You can find Majid on Instagram at majgodbeats. That's M-A-J-G-O-T-B-E-A-T-S.